Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, a podcast where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. Through the lens of scripture, we discuss some hot takes on the challenges young adults may face concerning faith, apologetics, theology, and hashtag adulting. For more information, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults or follow us on social media. What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? We are back in the podcast studio, and we are so ridiculously excited Mm -hmm. because we've got an amazing guest, the lovely Mrs. Andrea. Hello, Mrs. Yes. Wow, I actually forget that I'm a Mrs. I I know. (laughs) That's not helpful for me. (laughs) No, because you know what people say? They say Miss Hunter. You know how like... Like mm -hmm. Southern hospitality. Culturally, no one actually says Mrs. Is it technically like Ms.? Or is it, it is, like but I don't. Call, I always say like miss, miss. someone who's married because yeah. it miss is like I don't know. That could miss? be a clear misunderstanding. I need to work on that. Sidebar, <laughs> just we'll derail from the beginning. I remember already. Third grade, already, we're off. Core memory when it comes to miss. There was I, third grade teacher, Mr. Anderson, was amazing. Loved him. He was phenomenal. Um, he let us watch as he played a pirate video game on his laptop and finished all the work. That's it. That sealed the deal. But mm-hmm. he would have a substitute teacher like a few years, a few times in the year, this lady, who I cannot remember her last name, but she was really mean. And if you called her Mrs. or Miss, she would like scold you harshly and be like, it's Miss. grammar teacher. So it was... So or she Miz. was bitter that she was... I don't think I've <laughs> ever heard of that's that. That's Miss. Yeah. It's always been Miss Either or one. Mrs. No, no, miss she, or Mrs.? I, I don't know what they're saying Ms. about. Miss. I would, I would raise and it would be like, Miss Brown like Ms. or whatever. Is she was not happy. Okay, so I did not grow up in the South. So when I came out here, the first time, like, people were, like, starting to call me, especially, like, younger, mm-hmm. like, kids and stuff like that. Like, parents were telling them, like, call her Miss Grace and call her. Mm-hmm. I was just so taken aback. Like, this feels so what? weird That's me. Is that only... Like unique to the South? That's yeah. not. It really, yeah. so, in New England, they don't do that. It's just no. it's either Grace or Mrs. Schaefer. Yes. I'm shocked. Yes. Wow. It's, I've learned something today. It feels the very is weird. Cl- cloaked in a veneer of hospitality. Yeah. It well, is. and I feel like in the North, it. and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but some of them take offense when you do add yes. Miss to their name. Yeah, bro, I'm not even that old. Bro, well, that, that, <laughs> that's how it is in California. <laughs> they yeah, definitely for sure. take offense. <laughs> yeah, but they'll be Maybe. like, son, like, I'm not even that old. I'm only 34, you know? Yes. Yeah, so. Wow. No. Well, guys, let's just start real quick. What's better together as an icebreaker question? Hmm. Um... I, we were really racking our brains about this before we even started recording. So. Let's start basic. Yeah, let's start. Let's, let's time PB&J. it. I know. You know, I really don't like PB&J sandwiches. That's like Tim's mm. love language. It's like peanut yeah. butter and honey is really good, I feel like. That's me too. But peanut butter and honey is good. Boogie boards in the beach. <laughs> A pub it's sub. When do you actually <laughs> boogie board? <laughs> Yeah, let's change that to pub subs in the beach. There you yeah, go. Boogie board is like the, the discount version of surfing. It's like when you're not cool enough to surf. <laughs> you're not fit like enough. You're not wrong about that. You're but you can't body surf. <laughs> so you need something. The thing is, you can't really do that here unless it's hurricane season. Yes. That's true. The Cali girl. Yeah. Hmm. Um... I say an open Bible with highlighters and pens oh. together. I mean, mm. 
I say, well, go ahead. I no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. You have one on your mind? Just, literally anything. No, I'm actually <laughs> blank. Okay. Anyways. Um, I would say an, ooh, an early morning and a run go together. Oh, no, I would not. That's not, not in the midday. That's not my experience. That's not me. <laughs> Good for you, Anna. <laughs> okay, wait. Actually, I have one. My favorite thing in the world: cookies and milk. Ooh. They have to oh. be together. A warm That's chocolate cookie. chip cookie, by the way. Yes, warm cookie. warm cookies. Yes. Kindergartner's dream, right there. It was no, in my amazing. kindergartners and no, I. We understand I each other. Last night, we got home at like eight thirty, and Andrea had on our bed waiting, um, some type of wooden platter with cookies and tea laid out. It was very thoughtful. What? Yeah. Honestly, See, I love this? cookies. It was kind of like next level. I was like, <laughs> man, right. gold. I was there trying was to this, like, you know, on it too, and I was like, goals. I don't know what I did to deserve this treat. I was just trying to like romanticize a Wednesday night, make it more fun. You're you know so what I mean? Sweet. <laughs> I came home covered in sand from trying too hard with high school. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. This is why you needed to do this. Yeah. I know. Um, and I just wanted cookies too. Uh, well, I think black that, and white. That's true. Like a nice pair of black jeans. Just as a white you pair are of literally wearing. You're embodying black, black yes. and white. Holding a black <laughs> and white mug. Everything on Black and white wristbands. <laughs> Crossroads is black and white. Yeah. yeah. If you think about our, our branding. That's true. So. true. Thanks to mm-hmm. the lovely Andrea yeah. for visualizing this. Guys, it's so fun. Black and white is fun. We all know. It's it's pretty cool. It's classic. It's timeless. Yeah. I hope people in 30 years are like, oh, wow, that was like fun and looked like clean yeah. because it was black and white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've already had a pretty good example of obviously mm-hmm. things come better in pairs. Um, another classic example is that Andrea and Tim are better together. So true. Thank you for saying that. I mean, honestly, not to be sappy, but, like, I did want to say the first time I came here to Olive, like, I didn't actually know you guys apart from each other. So literally it was a month before you guys got engaged. Andrea, you were facing, like, some massive life changes. You had just graduated. You were going to get engaged. You were going to get married in a couple of months. I mean, it's just been like really cool to see and experience yeah. like you guys together and knowing like you definitely emanate hospitality better mm-hmm. together you just work great together i don't know it's just you guys are a really good example of wow. like marriage partners thank so, you grace that's so kind to say so i'm super excited we're super excited mm-hmm. to have you guys together on the podcast because we are finishing up our gender role series mm-hmm. Um, which has definitely been a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. really yeah. good. We've all, I think, it's pretty good Learned to say. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all Stretches. still mm-hmm. wrestling with some stuff, which is yes. really cool. And mm-hmm. I think some of you guys in the community have, like, given us feedback on, hopefully it's been helpful, and hopefully it just continues to expand those conversations and mm-hmm. get the wheels turning. Um, but today, to cap it all off, we're going to talk about marriage and Yay. what better way <laughs> than to talk about you guys. I love marriage. I'm excited. How are you feeling, Tim? I'm pumped. I love it. Nice. I'm <laughs> <laughs> excited as I was if I was on the beach with the boogie board. So. <laughs> so super excited. There's nothing more fun. Like when you were a little kid, 
I gotta get yeah, you a boogie board. No, I, I'm actually feeling next Crossroads Beach Night, I'm bringing a boogie board. Do you have one? Or you're gonna have to go out and buy one? Five bucks. Uh, inflation, <laughs> they're probably like 20. Probably like 25, <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> worth it. Think about that core memory in the minds of so many. <laughs> That's our young adult minister boogie board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> With all the 12-year-olds over there. Yeah, like, wow, he's so <laughs> embarrassing. You kind of everyone leaves slowly. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I think um, Drew will add a good um, perspective to the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So. <laughs> I hope. I think you will. Yeah, it's going to be good. So let's just start off with, like, setting the basics of, like, why is marriage so important anyways? Mm-hmm. I think we live in a culture that, you know, either in Christian culture, we can either idolize it mm. or outside of Christian culture, it's the complete opposite of just like, mm-hmm. why Why do we need marriage? Yeah. Like, it just, you know, the old ball and chain tethers yeah. me down to what my goals of self-fulfillment are. So mm-hmm. let's just talk about that, first yeah. of all. Mm. Well, I get that a lot, even like, just some of my friends that aren't within the church context, they're like, Are you, what? you really got married so young. Because I got married when I was 22, right? Yeah, 22. And, like, to everyone else, it's like, wait, 22? Guys, 21, 21. I'm sorry, I don't even know how old I am today. <laughs> 21, even younger. I know, I have a terrible, for some reason, I thought it was 20. She's I'm just, sorry. I'm a little bit mixed up. She's just feeling. I have mom brain. Too. We'll just to okay. say it's yeah, that. It's mom brain. Uh, even younger. That proves my point more. <laughs> 21. <laughs> which is like, you know, what is everyone else doing? Mm. Like, this is the year for you to go out, drink, party, have fun. Like, you're getting married and like, you're going to be just like a homemaker, which is like how the world kind of views mm-hmm. marriage and being a wife. So <clears throat> I think it's just comes down to the fundamental difference of when we're Christ followers, that changes everything. So Mm. marriage isn't just another check on the box or a level to attain. Like after I've finished my career, after I've traveled the whole world, Mm. if I view everything through a biblical lens as a Christ follower, then marriage is transformed by the gospel. So Mm -hmm. I would like marriage is the way I can, um, uniquely in our situation. Like if singleness is the, Singleness is a gift, as Paul explains. But for me, I was called to marriage, and it is a beautiful way to exemplify the gospel. It is a way that I can um, surrender, I can sacrifice, I can submit, and I can glorify Christ and serve my husband at the same time. So Mm -hmm. I think it just comes down to a biblical perspective. If I'm a Christ follower, that transforms the way I view marriage. What about you? Yeah, I I think everything you just said... The, the one thing I'd add is I don't think marriage really makes sense outside of mm-hmm. yeah. the Christian mm-hmm. world. Yeah. I think it's a very distinctly Christian construct. So that's something, um, even as I journeyed toward marriage and then became married, is um, I think a lot of times if we, you know, in the church, we can start to view marriage through a secular lens. Like, okay, this is just going to be, like, a flaming romance and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Romeo mm-hmm. Juliet or Disney or something. And um, all that stuff is fine, but it doesn't really lead towards the main aspect of what you're hoping for and covenanting towards a marriage, which is just long-term mm-hmm. fidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to understand that marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. 
Um, and you've got to understand that it's also a picture of God's covenant with us. You've also mm-hmm. got to understand that it's a, a covenant both vertically and horizontally. So when you're, you're married, you're covenanting before God uh, to glorify Him and display Him through this uh, man-woman covenant. And then you're also covenanting before each other and before um, the church that you're going to do that as well. So you, you miss all of that if you remove it from the Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. So that would be my, my main reason is I think marriage is um, a uniquely Christian mm-hmm. construct. Yeah. And because mm-hmm. of that, it's a powerful mm. missional tool for the mm. gospel. Yeah. I love um, that. So I think that's like the main reason marriage is important. Um, it's amazing. It's a joy. It'll grow you. All those things. But I think those have to come secondary. Mm-hmm. Because if those are the first thing, like, man, I, I want to get married just because I was like so in love. It's like, well, six, seven years in. I mean, we're yeah. close to two years in, so I can't speak for six, seven years in. But you hear a lot of this, like, people just hit a wall. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't really feel anything. Mm-hmm. So if it's built on that, that can mm-hmm. change. If it's built mm-hmm. on covenant before God, gospel displayed. Mm-hmm. Um, uniquely Christian construct, I think it gives you um, a reason to, to view through the lens of worship. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I want to zoom in on like two really key words that both of you said. And like Andrea, you said calling. Like it's mm-hmm. a calling to get mm-hmm. married. It's a gift to get married. And then um, Tim, what you said about mission. So there are two you know, kind of things in effect of, like, you feel called to marriage, but you also feel that calling of seeing that bigger mission of displaying mm-hmm. the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a really, really mm-hmm. good reminder for having a good viewpoint of that. So um, I have kind of a question for you guys. Um, Tim Keller, in his book, The Meaning of Marriage, which I know you guys have read through it, just Great finished book. up, even for singles, highly, highly, highly recommend it. So good. Um, but he says, uh, Tim Keller says, and since we're talking about gender roles, um, but Tim Keller says both women and men get to play the Jesus role in mm. marriage. Jesus in his sacrificial authority, Jesus in his sacrificial submission. By accepting our gender roles and operating within them, we are able to demonstrate to the world concepts that are so counterintuitive as to be completely unintelligible unless they are lived out by men and women in Christian marriages. So I'm curious, like, on a practical level, like, how do you guys see in your everyday lives, like... (coughs) how you get to kind of exhibit and display like Jesus in your marriage to each other and to the world? Great question. Honestly, it's, it's, I think it's bigger than just like a one sentence answer. It's like every single day. Um, the way that a wife is called to submit is Honestly, I have to get my strength from Christ's example of submitting Mm. to God's will, even whenever it did cost him his life. Um, Honestly, I have to just live Jesus every single day. Like Tim was saying, like, I don't understand, like, the point of marriage, I don't understand the point without the gospel. Like, Mm -hmm. it, for a marriage to work, you must, like, die to yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. And without that perspective, honestly, I don't know how marriage, like, a worldly marriage mm-hmm. could thrive, yet alone, like let alone survive. And I think living out Jesus every single day to my husband is 
remembering why I'm married, remembering mm. um, why I'm called to love him and just remembering Christ's love towards me and modeling that back to him, which will like through the small acts, through the big acts, through cleaning up the dishes, even though I don't really want to. <laughs> uh, it looks different every single day, but um, it's definitely uh, an experience where I have to be strengthened through Christ's example of how mm. he submitted to God's will. Mm. Tim? Yeah, I love how I love how Tim Keller says, you know, sacrificial authority because um, if you look at the Ephesians five passage, which would which would perhaps be the maybe the most comprehensive text in the New Testament about mm-hmm. kind of marriage. Um, you know, the wives submit their husbands as Lord, and then uh, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Um, phenomenal passage. So, but it says, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up mm. for her, mm-hmm. that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Um, so it's this, it's this authority intended to lead to the flourishing and propping up of the other. Mm. And there's a few different scripture passages that come to mind. One that I currently have to pray every day because I'm really bad at it is First Peter uh, 3.7. Likewise, husbands love with Live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. You know, right there, that kind of, we've talked last few times about all these movements. Like, Scripture says that there is there is this sense where um, the husband's going to be a little bit stronger in some ways. Now, weaker really has to do with a show of respect and mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Like, you're holding something very valuable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not something that you throw away. And that's why it says, show honor. Mm. It, it, but then he props a woman up and says, since they're heirs with you of the grace of life, mm-hmm. so that your prayers may not be hindered. Mm-hmm. So basically, Peter is saying this, and Paul is saying in Ephesians 5, um, husbands, if you even want your relationship with God to work well, you need to model humble leadership and authority. And then I think of two more texts really quick just to kind of show um, Philippians 2 mm-hmm. shows that Christ comes and it's the it's this descent leading to ascent where he um, he he pushes aside these privileges he has he comes to earth in the form of a servant and uh, you know that's a great passage to check out and then one more Mark chapter ten verse forty two to forty five um, the disciples are having this argument about who's the greatest who is going to be in this leadership position with Jesus you know I want to basically they're trying to set themselves up well politically for Jesus' takeover um, was kind of their plan. Um, And Jesus says, you're misunderstanding what leadership is. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to be a leader and you want to know what greatness is, you must be a servant of all. Um, For the Son of of Man came not to serve and to be served. uh, Came not to be served, but to serve. So I say all of that to say the challenging part of showing, and you've got to have that understanding, um, because, so you read Ephesians 5, and it's like, okay, husband needs to lead, and he does. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the right painting on the canvas of what that leadership looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's very easy to, to take that kind of mantle of authority and just use it for my own good, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, well, I get to play the trump card. And that's not really what the point of that is. The right. point is, I need to learn what it means to lead like Jesus did, which was always intended um, 
to lead him to a cross mm-hmm. where he died for the good of others. So for me, it's it's understanding like there's some responsibilities on my shoulder. There's some decisions I need to make for Andrea's good. Um, where the goal is that I'm actually propping her up even higher than she would be without me, not lower. If mm. that makes sense. Mm. So that's mm. that's just a challenge to learn how to do that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it's a challenge to trust that that's your heart and that that's what you're doing. And it's like, and that leads into submission is knowing that and you're, sure it's not always what I'm doing. So I can see why it'd be hard to trust. Well, okay. We're not perfect, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like submission is also understanding, like you don't owe this to me. You owe mm. this to God. Yes. So like mm. knowing that you, this is between you and God, you know, of course I will immediately, um, result like I'll feel the results and the effects but to know like you like the Holy Spirit's working on you and that's so you know so much easier said than done to trust that the Holy Spirit's Mm. doing that not me being like Tim remember you need to love me as Christ loved the church Mm. um but that's what you owe God and like he is teaching you how to have my best interest in mind and Mm. it's not my duty to remind you and to Egg you on so I can have that. That makes sense. That's another one. Another command we see in scripture is, you know, you're not supposed to think of your interests. You're supposed to think of the interests of others. And nowhere is that more obvious than in in marriage. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. nowhere is it harder to do than in marriage. Um, But one of the important things, too, about, again, you've got to understand the gospel. Because one of the most toxic things that can happen between genders and marriage is you kind of, you start grading how the other is doing on what you see as their role. Yeah. Mm. And then you start mm. changing the way that you're supposed to act. Mm. Based off right? of what they're doing, yeah. So mm. it's like, well, Andrea is like really just constantly like, you know, like she's doing this that I don't like, so I'm not, I don't need to love her like like mm. Christ loved the church anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, yeah. and you can flip that same thing for mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. But that's when you're going to remember it's a covenant between God and each other. Mm. And, like, Jesus doesn't stop loving and pursuing us when we don't do our part. That's kind of Mm. the entire part of the gospel and grace. So, again, Mm -hmm. it's like you can even take the gender roles and, like, and, like, we've done this before over our two years of marriage, almost two years of marriage, where it's just, like, and those are usually where the hardest spots or arguments happen is when you're like, well, you haven't been measuring up to your expectation. Mm. And uh, because of that, that's why I haven't. And that's then we find ourselves, always, yeah. yeah, when you say we like, find ourselves you in that cycle where it's yeah, like, it's like th- that's not, we're not viewing this the right way. We're not viewing that this is like between you and you and God. Now we're like measuring our behaviors off of our expectations. Well, and you know, Grace had asked, how do you both get to play Jesus in your marriage? Like, the point isn't to kind of play a part so that they, like, if you're playing Jesus, it's like, okay, Jesus is constant. He always does this. And the thing that's amazing about Christ is he's going to be steadfast in who he is, regardless Mm. of like what we do us on the other side of the covenant. Mm. He fulfills both sides. So the beautiful part of marriage is like, there's many times Andrea will like, like, even last night, it was, like, and I want to say this, Andrea is amazing. Not every night do I come home to that. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times, Oliver is going wild or whatever. But yeah, just so that true. we don't give, like, any, like, unfair expectations. No, sometimes I just pass it out on the couch. Just 
after a baby's been pulling my hair all day. That was the night before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, like, there's many times where, like, I'll come home and, like, maybe I haven't had the best day, and I'm not even in a great state of mind to, like, love my wife or love my son, and she'll do something, like, very thoughtful, and it's like, oh, that's, like, grace right there. Because if she was mm-hmm. just operating based on the fact that I only talked to her on the phone for 30 seconds, you know, or something... She could have been like, "Oh wow, he's not a uh, he's not pursuing me like Christ pursues the church." So mm-hmm. now I'm gonna kind of put a wall up, and there's flip flops of that all over the place. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that makes sense. Do you agree? I agree. Okay. Wholeheartedly. Good. That was a great point. Do you want me to air more of my mistakes? Or <laughs> no. Okay. I'll do. It. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're doing a great job. <laughs> well, and I think that's why. You know, Paul says in Ephesians 5.32 that it is a mystery. Like, that's what's yeah. so beautiful about mm-hmm. marriage where it's like, I, you know, um, you can't really explain it, but you guys are doing a great job. But there's so many aspects of it that's just revealing heaven on earth. Yes. Um, I think one thing I kind of want to address is that, especially with gender roles, is I think probably, and you guys could probably speak into this a little bit better since I'm not married, but it's where you both can see the effects of the curse, Mm -hmm. but you can also see the redemption of it, um, where it's actively coming out of, you know, um, we have all these controversial debates on, you know, well, wives submit, husbands lead, authority, all this. But it's like if you look at the curse and you look at those were the, the exact things that were targeted that you're still seeing played into effect in marriage. But then you both dedicating your lives and making a covenant with God can see, like, how it's being reversed when yeah. you step into that calling. So... Mm. Well, and I think, like, both of, like, redeeming even, like, you said sacrificial authority and then sacrificial submission. I would even say, like, joyful submission, sacrificial authority, because, again, through the gospel lens, it's a joy to follow Christ. It's a joy to be his disciple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. And the same thing with, like, uh, authority isn't always, you know, the harmful thing that we think it is. You know, there's there's a lot of bad um, views of, like, authority and leadership yeah. in the world. So, like, both of those terms even have, like, this connotation where it's like, um, no, the, the king of all kings came and gave his life and washed feet, and yet he also was a leader. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't take that away from him. But you need the full picture of who Christ is to even begin to try and operate in marriage. Well, yeah, it's like you said, it's a joy to submit. And you wouldn't ever say, like, Christ is suppressing me because I have to submit to him. Like, you're mm-hmm. joyfully submitting to him because you know, like, mm-hmm. under his authority, the freedoms you get and, like, the freedom you have and, like, to enjoy and serve and worship him. And I think submission gets such a bad rap. Like, women are suppressed by their husbands. But you wouldn't say that when you joyfully submit for, to Christ. So I think it's another example of you joyfully submitting in marriage is a freedom and it's where your marriage can thrive and come to life. Was there any like piece of advice before marriage or maybe in the past year and a half that has just stuck out to you that's helped with that? Ooh, with that specifically? There is a lot of people that do talk down about submission, but was there someone that like helped you see the, the beautiful side of submission? 
definitely. I think it's been more through like practical examples mm-hmm. where I see um, other godly wives just living it and doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, I see the, um, the fruit that their marriage, um, gets to experience and like grows out of that, the fruit in their family and their children mm-hmm. and their, um, marriage and their ministries. And, um, sometimes when I'm like discouraged, I'm, I just remember those other older women that are living it out. And I'm like, okay, look at how mm-hmm. their relationship with Christ is. And it's not because they're, um, just going around like demanding authority, like they're, submitting to Christ's word. Mm. Um, and in submitting to your husband, you are honoring God's word. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of it has just been like surrounding myself with other examples of women who are doing it. Mm -hmm. And I see the life and the fruit that comes from it. Mm. But yeah, we've got some good marriage advice that sometimes it's hard to, uh, remember but then right at the right moment I feel like God like the Holy Spirit whispers remember this <laughs> I remember what like one of my favorite advice that we got I remember for our wedding like the online RSVP was like after you RSVP like is there a little mm-hmm. advice you could get and I just remember like the one that all like I can't even remember all of them I bet I can go on and see but the one that stuck with me I think was John and Angie Tyner and it was just like not everything's such a big deal. Just have fun. And I'm like, that really sticks with me because yeah. I am someone that like wants to analyze everything. If like it's if it's something that's on my mind or my heart, like I'm gonna have to confront him immediately about it. Like he'll know when something's wrong because I'm just like shut down. We're both confronters. So Absolutely. We're, not, like, like, we're not like well, letting right. things stew for years. Yeah, we're not yeah. stewers for like three months later. Like, is something wrong? It's like. Usually Within like minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Marriage counseling for that, but that's another. No, for real. But then, like that advice, sometimes I'm like, okay, you don't have to. Not everything is yeah. like this mountaintop yeah. conflict moment. Like, yeah. you can just enjoy, like enjoy, have fun. Like, yeah. this is the person you're gonna be with, like with for life. So, you don't yeah, have to yeah, have this very picture perfect thing. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just like there's a lot. Like, yes, you're displaying Christ in the church. Yes, you're displaying all these things. But you also can get to the point where you're, like, that kid in school who's, like, overly stressed because they got an A-, minus. Mm-hmm. you know, instead of an A, it's just, like, you relax. Like, not every moment. Minus. You just, <laughs> yeah, you don't always need to just be, like, you and your wife, like, am I, like, Christ right now? Like, <laughs> like, sometimes it's just, like, relax. Sometimes you just go through the day. And, like, I feel like we have a lot of, we've seen a lot of good examples where yeah. people are, like, they don't necessarily take themselves too seriously. You know, they're just, they and their wife, they and their husband are just, walking with Christ and um so and then a lot of it like gets resolved when when you're just like wait you're right like yeah. I don't know you're just not making everything a big deal sometimes and there's certain things of course you need to discuss and confront but mm-hmm. yeah you're with them for life so you don't want to always be <laughs> <laughs> at that peak battle you, you just get to relax sometimes like yeah Sermons are great in church. You don't always need to be preaching a sermon. You know. Oh, that's good. Like, sometimes you just hang out and it's okay. Have fun. Yeah. That's great. Enjoy life. You bore the beach together. <laughs> Maybe that's just gonna be you. <laughs> I'll take a picture. <laughs> okay. So here's a follow-up question to that. Of um, since a lot of our audience are either dating or single or preparing to get into the dating realm. So now that you guys, you're approaching almost two years of marriage. Isn't that crazy? Little babies. 
<laughs> it's amazing though. And you have a baby, and he's the most adorable thing. Um, you guys did great. Um, but what is something that you guys saw in dating, like some fruit that you now kind of see in marriage? Mm. It's okay. Hmm. I'll let you guys think That's about this because that was Grace. a curveball. I know yeah, that was I a think... curveball question. Hmm. I think just like for both, if you're single or you're dating, is. I want to say this, but I don't want to say it the wrong way. You've got to be aiming at marriage. But, like, I also, I'm not saying that in a way that, like, because some of you guys listen to whoever, like, calm down, first day, you don't need to ask them to marry you. You know, so I'm, I'm going to give that disclaimer. But if your singleness and then both your dating are kind of arranged around a lot of the gospel themes that we talked about, it, it kind of can change the way you view and prepare yourself. Mm. So, um... Does that make sense at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I would just say, like, if the whole time you're single, you're stressed out wanting to date, you're going to lose a lot of the beauty of, like, if God does bring you a spouse, um, because there's unique gospel opportunities you have in that season. Mm. And then when mm. you're dating, if, if it's so kind of the secular version of dating where it's, like, so focused on, like, feelings and emotions and, you know, you're just, you're going to set yourself up for, like, a failed marriage, mm. you know? Um, if, if, you're, if you're basing your dating based off of the patterns that when you get married that would probably lead to divorce, mm. you know, that's, I, I think that's kind of a lot of, like, the culture of dating. Like, you're constantly breaking up, constantly... Mm. Mm committing, uncommitting, you know, so just a lot of that is just like, maybe, you know, it's okay to be single for a while and just be praying and, you know, God leads you someone, so, I don't know, it's it's a hard one, you go ahead, you might have some better advice. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like it. I don't know if that made sense, I was trying to speak to both single and dating at the same time, so. It's okay, <laughs> it's okay, it's good, it's okay. Oh, what is, do you all have something that is the, like, maybe the most surprising thing about marriage? That's a fun question. <laughs> what is the most surprising thing about marriage? Hmm. I think, in theory, you, like, when you enter marriage, in theory, you're like, I know this guy, like, 100%. <laughs> like... I know, like, I don't know him, like, you know, like, I'm going to, like, fall in love with him more every single day, which is true, but, like, I think the most surprising thing is, like, I really, like, do learn more about him, like, all the time, and I'm like, wow, you are, like, like, I'm just continually learning about you. <laughs> no, that's not a bad thing. That's awesome. so, that sounds so ambiguously backhanded comment. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. It's like, just like, you know, it's a good thing. I don't know about that. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Why is there a boogie board? Oh my gosh! That's gonna be a constant metaphor now. But yeah, I think okay. I I think here here's something I've thought a lot about. Um, I think the most surprising thing about marriage is that it's not as surprising as you think it's gonna be. Hmm. And I also learned this when we first had our child. Is like whenever these life changes happen, there are these big life changes, but 
you adjust them as they happen, and then it mm. becomes a new normal. Mm. So, like, there's a that's lot. That's a good point. And I guess that's what I would say to the dating question, too, is, like, there's always so much pressure kind of put on, like, is this the one? Is this mm-hmm. the person? And then even as you get engaged, like, there's so much, like, pressure, like, because you're like, oh, yes. I'm spend the rest of my life with this person. But then there's also simplicity just being like, no, we're just, we're covenanting between God. We're mm-hmm. choosing to display Christ. And it's going to be hard, just like every marriage is going to be hard. And, um, but this is, you know, what God's calling us into. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of the surprising thing about marriage, too, is it's like, if you go in with that mindset, you, mm-hmm. you're going to have these struggles, valley moments. But because you've kind of adjusted and you're like, okay, this is what I'm, what I'm stepping into, mm-hmm. um, it's almost, I don't know. So I just feel like we had a lot of good mentors who kind of just warned us, like, what marriage is going to look like. Not That sounds ominous. Not warned us, like, it's going to be awful, but we're like... It's going to be, like, normal. Like, yeah. it's not going to be, mm-hmm. like, a movie, like, fairy tale ending. Like, it's just going to be, okay, like, now my day-to-day is with you, and, yeah. like, we're going to find our rhythms, and mm-hmm. we're going to have those mm-hmm. sweet romantic moments, but it's not like every day is going to be, like, mm-hmm. that peak moment in a rom-com. Yeah, and I think the same, when I, when I, people ask me, like, all the time, okay, what is it, what is it like to have a, a kid, like a child? And I always tell them, if it's a married person, I go, it's a lot like marriage. It's this huge adjustment um, yeah. that's going to happen, and it's going to change literally everything about your life, but you're going to adjust because it's what God's called you into, mm-hmm. and then it's going to feel like the new normal, you know? And Yeah, and then you can't imagine how it was before. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so that's, I don't know, it, the, I'd say the most surprising thing is it's it's a lot... It's a lot like when I was single. It was like there's a lot of like unique things about the season, and then, um, but it was it was what God called you in at the time. And if you embrace it, mm. um, you're able to display Christ in the gospel. So, mm. that's awesome. That's good. That's really good. Well, Anna Grace, do you have anything else? I think you all did great. It's I just love being your all's friends and seeing how you all so beautifully live out. A Christ-centered marriage, and I don't know, it's encouraging to see. Thank you so much. And I want to go back to one one more thing about the question about those dating or single um, and link it to the surprising thing. Um, I think I'd be a miss of a left us out or whatever that word is. Remiss. Remiss. I love that word. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think friendship is a huge key to all of that like, throughout all those different seasons. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. like, if you get good at being a Christian friend, Mm. you're going to know how to, like, date better. And then if you're you're good at being friends, like, true friends, when you're married, it's, like, you also just get to be friends together and love each other in that way. Mm. So it's not always based off of, like, mm, are we mm-hmm. whining and dining on a date? Well, we're Baptists. We don't whine at all. But, like, that's an expression. Um, but, we complain, <laughs> but we don't whine. Yeah. <laughs> are you grape juicing and dining? You know? But I, that's something that came to mind, too, about marriage, because a lot of it is just, like, you You just kind of have a constant friend. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's what I encourage people who are either single or dating really or even advice. preparing for marriage is, like, Get good at being a friend. Yeah, it's really because good. that's one of the huge. That's things a good point. Is, like people struggle to to be friends, mm-hmm. um, even with people of the opposite sex, but even with like people of the same sex. 
So there's so many aspects mm-hmm. of like Christian friendship that you need to be able to bring in a marriage. Like yeah. having good conversations, encouraging, caring for each other, learning to laugh together, like all these things. Um, so again, if just to be like flat out honest, like if you're mainly viewing marriage through a sexual lens, mm-hmm. it's like you're basing your marriage off what you're going to be doing. Like, if you add up a 24-hour day, like, less than 1% of the time. Mm-hmm. Just if you look at, like, well, you're going to be at work for nine hours, and then you're going to, you know, like... Yeah. And so that's, like, my encouragement to, like, all those stages is, like, let Christ teach you what it means to be a friend. Because mm, that's, that's really Because that's going to be a constant thing um, regardless of the season. Don't necessarily... Mm-hmm. Let God teach you to be a great wife. Prepare for that. Um, but, like be a good friend and disciple and that's going to translate to whatever season god leads you into yeah Mm -hmm. no for sure that's really really good that was good i emphasize that (laughs) italics bold (laughs) on a text but also in person (laughs) (laughs) double tap like (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what i meant i love that you knew exactly in my mind emphasizing the text I re-X'd it because now Twitter is not Twitter anymore. So well, yeah, it's X now. Uh, um, yeah, they rebranded. They re- that really wow. Okay, <laughs> I've just been outed for We're not being on top of that trend. <laughs> I'm still just trying to get over that Instagram has threads to like yeah. be a rebuttal against Twitter. So sorry. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> against X. <laughs> Yeah. We know what Grace is going to be doing today at work. Yeah. What is does <laughs> <laughs> mean? Why did they rebrand? <laughs> What's up with Twitter? Mm-hmm. All righty, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming in. This was mm-hmm. such a great conversation. And yeah, just yeah, to back up what Anna Grace said, like you guys are just such a great example of that. And you're real and you're raw. Mm-hmm. And um it's just, it's awesome to watch you guys grow as, like, individuals, but together mm-hmm. is better, you know? Thanks, guys. Thanks better. for being our friend. It was fun to have my best friend on the podcast. Aww. That's so it. true. Thank <laughs> you. Well, also, it's sweet because we were best friends before we even dated, so. Yeah. We don't, we're not just saying that because we're married. <laughs> but we'll get into that another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a little sneak peek. Yeah, if you guys ever get a chance to hear, like, their whole story. I would hope it's from me and not Tim, because Tim's is very (laughs) long-winded. Both of them are great, though. Both both versions? Pretty awesome to hear. They're all being friends, though, and uh, that'll be a teaser for our relationship series happening this winter. Yeah, see you there. All right, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. listening to the Crossroads podcast, where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. We are big about building radical community by keeping it real and conquering those hot topics young adults may face. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a beat. And to find out more, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults.